everybody completely surprises themselves at how well they do. And because we have it in such tiny little bite-sized chunks where you're adding to it every week, at the end, I mean, they can't believe they wrote that. Not well, you, and they're like thanking me all over the place. I'm like, well, you wrote it. You know, <laughs> this is your stuff. It's just what was inside of you that we helped to release, to bring it out, and but yes. to bring it out of the process. And that brings me back to when we said this can't be done in a weekend. No, no, no. Welcome to Connect, Inspire, Create. I am your host, Carol Clegg, and on this show, we explore topics like entrepreneurial journeys, inspiring tools to help you take action in your business, along with mindset, motivation, and a few marketing resources. So let's dive in together and find inspiration to create success in midlife entrepreneurship. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur or a seasoned business owner, This podcast offers practical advice and interviews with successful, inspiring women entrepreneurs. To my new listeners, hello and thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to have you here. Together, let's dive into these insightful conversations, gain inspiration and create success in our midlife journey. In today's episode, we are going to be chatting about expanding your business by writing a nonfiction book. And I have just the person to tell you all about that. Hi, Nancy. Welcome. Hey, Carol. Hi. Nice to be here. If you could see Nancy's wall behind her at the moment, it is covered in books, which is wonderful. And she told me, so are all the other walls. So we'll find out (laughs) more about that. But I'd love to just introduce you to the listeners. Thank you. So my guest today, Nancy Erickson shares that before becoming a book coach and an award-winning publisher, she had a wide array of business expertise. She formerly worked for IBM and Oracle corporations, selling high-end software solutions to Fortune 500 businesses. Faced with a family crisis in 2006, she changed her career direction, went back to school to get a master's degree in writing, taught at the university level, and started the award-winning Nonfiction publishing house Stonebrook Publishing. In 2011, she developed a step by step process to help entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, and speakers expand their business by writing a nonfiction book that can be repurposed into many other revenue producing products. The book establishes that that person becomes an expert in their field, increases their credibility helps attract the following and can be a launchpad for expanding their business. And Nancy has helped hundreds of authors achieve their dreams and grow their businesses. And I think that's the reason for all those gorgeous books on your wall, right, (laughs) Nancy? Well, I have to tell you, Carol, every time we issue a new book, I reward myself with a metal print of the book cover. And so, um, you know, it used to be I had three or four, and now my whole office, all the walls are just book covers. So Heaven forbid I should ever have to repaint. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. And I also want to share with our listeners that you were awarded the Nonfiction Author Coach of the Year. Congratulations. I I was. I was. And then um, from U.S. uh, World Report, I was just found out I was named the 
author coach of the year for 2023. So I just got that information. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. You thank have you. the winning formula. Now we're going to dig in a little bit more. But before we do, I just wanted to ask you a question just to help our audience know a little bit more about Nancy. What is something that people would be surprised to know about you? Oh, <laughs> well, a few years ago, I decided that I was going to um, conquer my fears and start doing things that I was really afraid of. So the first thing I did was I gave blood because I, I was afraid of that. But then the next thing is something that hardly anybody knows about. And I took trapeze lessons and it w- I thought it was going to be so fun you know, just flying around to the, (laughs) but what I forgot was that in my middle age year, I have become a victim of motion sickness. And so when I did it, I got really sick to my stomach and I couldn't do anymore. So anyway, you created your own motion. (laughs) I did. And and my own problem as well. (laughs) You could just stick to the little trapeze, the one that's close to the ground. (laughs) Exactly. Well, anyway, it it was fun to think about, but not so much when I tried to. At least you tried. You tried. So that's the good thing. Let's get into this writing of books. And I, you know, I know that you shared um on your on your site, I saw that your writing coaches can often suggest to people they can write a book in 90 days or just spin through it in a weekend. And you share that is not your approach. Yeah, that is that's not our approach. We um we work with a lot of really high-end professional business owners, coaches, speakers, etc. And, and entrepreneurs, which I pronounce that different than you do, entrepreneur. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you really, oh gosh, I don't know what they're producing when they're doing it in a weekend or in 90 days, but we're really diving deep into the writing and into the quality of your project. And I often find that, I mean, people give me their self-published books all the time. And it's pretty impressive that they've done a book, but here's the problem about nine out of 10 times I'll get the book and I'll think, Oh gosh, please don't give this to anyone else because they don't know what they haven't done and they haven't taken time to do it right. And it all starts with the writing. But when you're, when we get to the publishing end, I mean, we have a very extensive process that we take our writers through where, on our end, we do we do a professional edits and proofreading and all kinds of teams of people are involved in helping you to present a product because a book is a product. It's a mm. business product that will stand shoulder to shoulder with anything out there on the market. And, the, and if you don't know how to do that, then you risk instead of, you know, establishing yourself self as an expert and increasing your credibility, you, you risk trashing that really. Yeah, no. Right. I like that when you said, think of it as a product. And I think that's going to tie me a little bit in um, to the repurposing. But before we go there, I would just love, can you give us a sort of a bird's eye view on the process? So now you've decided that hmm, I'm going to be talking to Nancy. I am ready to. Yeah. Get into this. What do we do? I just want to back up for a minute and say that Mm. the first business I started was the publishing house and at Stonebrook Publishing, we are focused on material that will either save lives, change lives or transform society. And we were getting a lot of manuscripts that had a seed of that in it. 
but they were so poorly written that we couldn't do anything with it. We couldn't edit our way out of that. So that's when I took, I think I, I said it was like in 2009 or something like that. I took a right. step back and wrote this step-by-step-by-step process that I'll, I'll tell you about now. Um, and uh, the, and the, and the, the goal is to help people who aren't writers become authors of these high impact nonfiction books. So we always start in the same place. You have an idea and we need to develop it. And so we start with a series of foundational questions that are intended to help you crystallize your message. And they're questions like, you know, why are you even doing this? What's your motivation? Who specifically is your audience? And how are they going to be changed as a result of taking in your message? So there's there's 12 questions that you answer. And we'll take your answers and distill them down into a purpose statement of the book. And what it says is the purpose of this book is to do this particular thing for this specific audience, period. Because you can't put everything you know in a book. So you have to figure out how to prioritize the relevant material in a targeted way to reach your audience. So now you know what you're going to do and for whom. And so whenever, whatever you're thinking about putting in your book, you measure it against that purpose statement. If it helps the audience to get to the, to the purpose, great. It's in, if not set it aside, maybe you have more books, maybe that's topic for a blog post or something like that. But we always want to be very targeted with our message and with the audience. So after that, that's just the first step. But after that, I developed a process I call book mapping. And the book map is a visual representation of everything that's going to be in your book. It's not an outline. It's like a mind map for each chapter. Mm, I love mind mapping. <laughs> well, I one. like the visual thing. I mean, yes. yeah, you know, a lot of people start with outlines and that really doesn't, I can't, I need to see, I need to see the whole puzzle. I want right. to see the whole big picture. And that helps me. And I found that our clients really appreciate that. And there's actually two different kinds of book maps. One is your own personal story. It, You know, we live in this, oh gosh, it's such a kind of a disjointed society. And it's become that way through technology where we're just scratching the surface with other people. But what people really crave most, I believe, is connection. And so you need to connect with your readers in order for them to learn from you. So we need to tell your own story. We mm. need to tell them how you got to be where you are right now in a position to be able to help them. And right. so we have a little formula for telling your stories that I teach you. But then when we go to concentrate on the chapters, we 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 form your chapters in problem solution sets. And it starts off where you just name the problems that your clientele has or is likely to have. And then we show you how to present your solutions by telling stories and stories and stories and stories and stories. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it so captivates. That's what makes well, people want is. to, to stay like, connected. Yes. And you people, your book will like inform and educate them, but you also have to entertain them if you want them to keep reading. 
Right. I always tell our authors that the best writing is when the reader doesn't realize they're reading. They're just moving through the material because they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So we have to, I put on my professor hat and I teach our writers how to write creative, you know, really compelling creative nonfiction. And here's the funny thing. Everybody completely surprises themselves at how well they do. And because we have it in such tiny little bite-sized chunks where you're adding to it every week, at the end, I mean, they can't believe they wrote that. Not well, you, and they're like thanking me all over the place. I'm like, well, you wrote it. You know, <laughs> this is your stuff. It's just what was inside of you that we helped to release. For, to bring it out. And, but yes. to bring it out of the process. And that brings me back to when we said, this can't be done in a weekend. No, 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 no. You know, so but there's another reason for that too, Carol, or a couple of them. All of the people that we work are really busy, professionals, um, or they're another kind of client that we have that I call overcomers mm-hmm. who have overcome, you know, difficult An situations, obstacle, right. Right. obstacles, et cetera, mm. and come out on the other side. But everybody's busy, right? right? And so we chunk this in a way that you can actually get it done, that you can work on it piece by piece. It's going to take you a year. Um, set that aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, be you know, realistic. That year is going to mm-hmm. pass by anyway. I mean, my gosh, we're, you know, it, you know, in the fall now, we've only got a couple of months left in 2023, 2023, you know, well, so I can relate really fast, it does. but there's something else that's operating here kind of under the covers. And it's this, while you're working on your book, your book is working on you. And it needs to have time to become, to gather its own energy and be what it is. Because what ultimately what we want is we want your book to come through you, not mm. stuff that you push out, but have it, let it percolate, let it, let it work on you. And nobody ever understands what I mean when they first hear me say that, but about 90% of people come back and said, you told me this was going to happen, and now this happened in my book, and it needs to be in there. And I'm like, time together. They tied it together. You know, time takes time. Quality right. takes right. time. Yeah. Quality no. takes time. It and that's what we we help you because you you're already operating your business based on integrity and quality, right. and your book should be an extension of that. So now coming back to when you shared, you know, your book is a product, um, and. I hear you talking about repurposing your book. Mm. I don't expect you to give away the goal. They need to contact you. But what does that look like? Well, because because we create your chapters in those problem solution sets, what you have in each chapter is you're solving a problem, right? So what are chapters anyway? They're just containers for information. And I don't want to break your heart, but I have to tell you that everybody's not going to read your book. Everybody in your audience isn't going to read your book, but they're still in your your audience. And so you want to reach them and meet them where they're already engaged. Mm. And so at the end, you should be able to take out every chapter and repurpose that material for other products, such as keynotes or seminars or workshops or online courses or podcasts or you know, video training, right? I mean, as far as your imagination can go, because you've got this, it's like your book becomes a launch pad 
so that you can deliver your message across multiple venues. And then that ties back to what you're saying, sort of coming in in and through you. It's such a solid connection. Yeah. And it's a lot about, you know, it really expands your branding as well. And, and you'll be able to, to reach areas that you weren't able to. And probably all of our biggest challenge in getting the word out to, you know, to attract clients to ourselves is that we keep pinging our own circle. But you want to get out of your, your circle and into somebody else's to get some fresh eyes and ears on yeah. what you have to offer. And you're, I think you're that's pre- perhaps something that I love about podcasting because I meet wonderful people like you that I, our paths might not have crossed before. And it just that's expands right. this whole audience and we meet new people yeah. and discover new things. And it's wonderful. It, it really is. And uh, in podcasting, I just was talking to somebody who is kind of in the know on it. And they were talking about how it really is such a still a new um, communication vehicle. Right. Uh, yeah. Because a lot of people will start podcasts and they only do three or four <laughs> and realize this is a lot of work, you know. It so, is. It is. I think I've been at it for almost two years now. And, you know, it, it's changed in different seasons, but I love it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just love talking to, to other people like you and then learning something that I didn't know. It's, so it's not, you know, it's not only the audience I'm learning along with you, but so I know that you have a couple of blog posts. I, I encourage people, I will have all the links. We in have the a show lot notes. of blog posts. A lot of blog posts <laughs> to go over, but one of them that caught my eye was conducting interviews mm-hmm. for your book. Right. Now, to the all, novice, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, not all, not everybody needs to conduct in, interviews for mm-hmm. their book. But remember how I told you about how uh, we make your points and present solutions in stories. Right. And so a lot of our clients have clients and they remember a little thread of this. And so they want to go back and re-interview the client and, and get their permission to use their story and such. So, um, you know, we think that, it, you know, you don't want to necessarily always pluck from your own memory, but to validate. Okay. your information. That's wonderful. And then I know you have another post on seven time-wasting habits that authors should avoid. And two that sort of, in fact, there were three that, that jumped out at me, editing while writing. Yes or yeah. no? Right. Yeah. No, I, I suggest that you do not do that. Don't mm. edit your work while you're writing. And what do I mean by that? So remember I told you we create all these book maps. And so you have and your book map is going to have everything that's going to be in the book, every story you're going to tell, every object lesson, every point you're going to make, so that when you sit down to write, there's no such thing as writer's block. It's just button the seat, fingers on the keyboard, and you're executing. And we encourage our writers just to pour out that first strap, just get it all out. Because if you back up and start really doing a lot of finessing editing, You'll never get off chapter one mm. and you won't finish your project. We have a whole nother uh, time frame where we, we concentrate on editing, but first you want to get that material right. out of you yeah. so that tell, you can get it all out. And then we pretty it up and tell the perfectionist to sit down in the oh, seat I know, next door. So, <laughs> that's yeah. You, yeah. Can, you know, it's, if, if you've been in business long enough, you've, you have to, kind of understand that sometimes let me get to good enough and then Mm -hmm. I'll make it better. 
Mm-hmm. Can always turn around and come back, but if we yeah. never get out the starting you will. blocks, you will. We have time yeah. for editing. We have a lot of time for editing. That um, you also mentioned that people waste over two hours a day, and I can see how easy that can happen in so many of the things. But how does this impact your writing? Well, it keeps you from doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, what do we, I think writers are so funny. We want to get the perfect cup of coffee and most people or many people now are working from home. They're like, well, I'll get started, but I got to throw in the laundry and then I got to answer these emails and then pay these bills and da, da, da. And then before you know it, your creative time is gone. Yeah. And yeah. I observe that for most people, they're most creative first thing in the morning. Have to agree with you on that one. Yeah. And so we really encourage our writers to time block and Mm -hmm. to block off specific times for at least two to two and a half hours. Because you can also waste a lot of your day getting in and out of projects and in and out and in Mm -hmm. and out. And that's not productive. But first thing in the morning, I mean, like, don't open your email, like get your coffee, sit down and let it flow. Mm -hmm. And you're so much more productive that way. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. I use Trello to help me plan and start my day. And I say to myself, I don't want to waste this creative, awesome energy on mundane tasks like emails exactly. that send you down a rabbit hole and, exactly. and also change your, your whole demeanor because one bad email could just oh my gosh, it send can, you off. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely can. So yeah. But you know, we have to, we have to. We have to incorporate disciplines in our life just as business people. Like when am I how when am I most productive? How am I the most productive? What are the things that I shouldn't even be doing that somebody else could do so oh, I can concentrate yeah. on mm-hmm. my core competencies? Thanks. And you're the only one who can write your book. Right. Um, it, and people often ask me about ghostwriters, so I'd love to just squeeze yes, that please in a do. little bit. I do mm. not think that ghostwriters are the answers or nor is AI in writing your stuff. Number one, I you, you're trying to increase your credibility and ghostwriters, their books are only as good as the questions they ask you. They're just interviewing you. But when you go through this process with us, we're, we're pull teasing things out of you and it's got layers just like you do layers of your life and of your business and of your observations and such. And nobody can do that for you. Um, I was asked recently if, something like chat GPT could write your book. And I'm like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Because number one, it's a computer generated fake thing that you can't copyright because you didn't write it. So right. you don't have the rights to it. But further, when we talk about increasing your credibility, what a way to trash it. If people find out that you, uh, you know, you had, you didn't you automate it. Yeah. yeah. That you just automated it. But also your business is, already built on integrity and it doesn't take much to destroy that one false move. And, you know, it's just like you hear about these famous authors who are other people who cheated in plagiarizing and, and all. It's really a black mark that you never get past. It's over. Mm-hmm. No, it's over. It's a, yeah, it's, it's over. over. And the and people can do this. And, and besides that, why waste your time getting around the fence when you can open the gate and walk through <laughs> right, right. and ultimately you need to be you know proud of who you are and what you've achieved and what you've got to share and then Absolutely. you've got somebody like yourself who's going to guide you oh yeah so I would love, the whole thing I'd love to know Nancy how would you describe 
who your audience is and and how they I mean, we've kind of covered how they'd benefit from working with you but just in who a nutshell who who are they well um i would say they're usually i don't even know what middle age is anymore but i'm going to say probably 40 and up okay. age mm-hmm. mature individuals who are who know who they are and are have overcome some things and are want to offer other people hope and help. And I think you shared earlier that tying in with your um, publishing company, but with the, what what do we say? The intentions that you have for that company. Right. Change lives, save lives, transform society. So we do a lot of business books that fall into that under those categories. And then, as I said, the overcomer type story where somebody has achieved things despite what they had to overcome which others need to hear that story. They do because it's like just take reaching back behind you and pulling somebody else up because if you've ever in, been in a situation and I have where you thought you were going to die cuz things were so hard and you didn't have anybody to help you if you found a book that could even move you two steps forward you would be so grateful. It would change everything. Absolutely. That's thank you for sharing that. Mm. I would love to share with people how they can find you. And I know that I will pop that link in the show notes and they'll be able to have a free 30-minute consult with you. Right. And you know what, Carol, we've made it really easy for people. I know the link will be in the show notes, but if if you just go to my website, thebookprofessor.com, there's a link across the top that says schedule a call with Nancy. And right now we're forming... Oh, I, I didn't tell you the best part. We do, we write your books in these little mastermind groups of three to seven people. And this fall, we're forming a new group. And I would love to hear from people because the time is ripe. You know, you get into September and it's back to school, back to work, you know, kind of put your head down and let's, let's start accomplishing things again after that long, lazy summer. Lovely, lovely. So we'll make sure people know how to, to find you to find out more about the mastermind. So um, we have that. I have the links. I have your website, thebookprofessor.com. And then, of course, connect with Nancy on LinkedIn. Absolutely. I will have your LinkedIn profile there. People can always send you a direct message if they want to know more. Um, so, Nancy, thank you. Very inspiring. Thank you, Carol. Thank you to everybody who has listened to our episode today. I am Carol Clegg, and as a small business coach, I partner with women solopreneurs in midlife to confidently step out of overwhelm and create a fresh path to success through tailored accountability. I say tailored because there's different styles of accountability for different people. I integrate my mindset coaching with powerful positive intelligence program. So if you're struggling with procrastination, finding balance in your business and your personal life and cultivating a positive mindset, then let's chat. Thanks again for taking time to listen to our conversation. I'd be honored if you would share wherever you share your content. Let others be inspired that perhaps that next book is inside them and they can reach out and connect with Nancy. So I encourage you to step into your own personal journey of exploration this week, discovering unique ways to connect, inspire, create the name of the podcast. 
wanting to bring joy into your world. So may this week be filled with delightful experiences and meaningful connections. Until the next time, 